Ladies and gentlemen, by the grace of God, I have preached twice earlier today, but I, w- I told you I would be back tonight. <clears throat> by the grace of God, I was hoping that it would be earlier, but the simple truth is, I'm getting older, and I can't do as I used to after preaching nearly seven years, nearly every day, but I'm determined to do what I can by the grace of God. Please turn in your Bibles tonight to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And we're living in the last days. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for the joy and the privilege and the blessing of being here uh, tonight. Doing word, Guzik. Second Timothy chapter three. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for what uh, by your grace you have allowed us to already do and accomplish for your glory, your praise, and your honor. And uh, I praise you, and Lord, and I thank you for the two services earlier today. I thank you, Lord, for the rest that you gave my body and my mind this afternoon and a good meal. And then, Lord, I praise you and thank you for blessing me to get some other important work done. And Holy Father God, I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. Uh, Holy Father God, I do pray, Lord, tonight as I have prayed with my wife throughout the day. And I pray, Lord, that you would truly save her soul, open her blinded eyes, unstop her deaf ears. Uh, Thank you for the good things that she did do today. But, uh, unfortunately, the devil is, is still using her, and uh, she acts like she has no, uh, nothing to defend herself from it. And uh, because she is religious, but lost. And Lord, uh, even right now, the devil is trying to use her to cause confusion about this service. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save her soul, have mercy and grace upon her soul, and help her to see the importance of humbling herself down 
not being selfish and uh, pride, uh, proud and prideful, but to humble yourself down and to truly believe in you and to depend upon you for salvation. I pray that not only for her, but her family, my family, and uh, people in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her tonight and uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of others in my family and in and people in other places. I believe the young black man who killed three young black men who were upwardly mobile, going to college, their teammate, their classmate, is demon-possessed. I believe the person who killed these four uh, college students in Idaho is demon-possessed. I believe the man who killed the children in Uvalde uh, is demon-possessed or was demon-possessed. No doubt he's in hell now if he, I can't remember whether he killed himself or not. I, or he got killed. Holy Father God, cast out the demons of hell in the lives of people, not only outside of my family, but inside my family. And Lord, I pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, Lord, from my family, from all of my children, all of my grandchildren, all of the family members gathering around tonight, that, I mean, Christian people with their families, I'm praying for them, as well as people who are believers in this country and around the globe. For your glory, your praise, and your honor. And Lord, I do pray that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, your freedom, your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word and to preach your holy gospel. On this subject, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism, which is actually deceptionism, people being deceived, deceiving others and being deceived all around us worse than it has ever been. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of the saved who have allowed uh, the prosperity gospel, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, swinging to blind them, materialism to blind them, blinded by the shiny light of this world, instead of being consumed by you and your light. And Holy Father God, I pray for those who are truly blind, who have never met you, who have never trusted in you. Uh, Lord, including my wife, Marika White, open their blinded eyes and help them to see. Help them to see. Help them to humble themselves before they go off into the darkness of hell. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from this short time together. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Let me bring you up to speed just a little bit from the beginning regarding perilous times.
perilous times. We're living in perilous times, dangerous times. You should know that by now just from the events of this past week. Three young upwardly mobile black men going somewhere in life lives taken by another black man who was a fellow student and a fellow football player dangerous times terrible times this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for in these days for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, ungrateful. Do you know there are thousands of people going into this Thanksgiving week ungrateful, unthankful, unholy, ungodly in their behavior. We're living in perilous times when four young, three young beautiful women and then a friend of theirs, a male friend of theirs, in the sunshine of their lives, seemingly happy-go-lucky people, stabbed to death while they slept, they say, and uh, Nobody arrested yet. Perilous times. Dangerous times. Wicked times. Verse 3, without natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Incontinent. Fierce. People are demon-possessed. That's what makes them fierce. When you can stab to death a beautiful young woman multiple times who has never done you wrong and do two others, there's something wrong somewhere. Tonight, I wrote in an article that the University of, of Virginia should close down and shut down the entire football season, the rest of the football season. And uh, the University of Idaho should dismiss all of the students and shut it down in light of what has taken place. And I am not for people who practice the abomination of homosexuality. But look what happened in Colorado Springs, I do believe, just yesterday. Uh, that was wrong as well. And, but these are the times in which we live. Perilous times. And you need to take heed to what's happening around you. Don't put your head in the sand and 
get mad and angry and bitter that you can't have the good times that you heard about other people having in generations past. Do you know there are some woke people mad at me because I predicted the coronavirus plague, even in my family? Deep down, they're angry with me. They're bitter with me, thinking that I brought it on to stop their fun. And, I, and they know me to be one of the most fun-loving people living today. Nobody has more fun than I do. Nobody. I believe God is for people having a party and having a good time. It was Curtis Mayfield. And I remember this song because my dad and mom used to listen to it up in Brooklyn, New York in uh, Brighter Days. Who used to sing, It's alright to have a good time. It's alright, yeah, it's alright. I believe God wants you to have a good time. I believe Jesus wants you to have a good time. I, I firmly believe that. I feel sorry for people who don't serve God, enjoy serving God, and, uh, and, 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 and then after working hard for the Lord, working hard in something else that contributes to the Lord's work, and then having a good meal, relaxing, taking it easy. I believe God wants you to do that. In fact, Jesus Christ told his disciples, come away for a while. People were coming and going in the ministry. And you need to understand about the ministry. The work never ends. The work never stops. Because there are so many sinners. So many Christians going through difficult times. And so you have to take some time to rest. I did that earlier today. And I'm at an age and I've been preaching so long and preaching every day for so long that I, if I lie down in between services, I don't try to, I don't set an alarm clock. I just lie down and go to sleep and until God wakes me up because I'm not going to be right until I get my sleep and rest. After preaching the gospel and the word of God seven, uh, nearly seven years every day, uh, everybody who's going to come and hear me, they're going to come and hear me. They know I'm going to show up if I'm alive and if I'm healthy. Despisers of those that are good. These are the woke people who call evil good and good evil. They support that which is evil and ungodly and wicked. And some support it even, they, even though they don't practice it. Woke people are traitors, Judases. They know you helped them to get where they are, but they won't give you any credit. They'll become a Judas against you, just like Judas did Jesus. One of the original... Members of the church, the first church, but not a member. He had a devil. Jesus said Judas had a devil. And do you know what is going on? And see, let me just tell you this. Some of you people get offended when I pray and ask God to cast the devil out of my wife, Marika White. You need to pray the same for some family members you have in your family. Some of the things these people do is inexplicable outside of the fact that they're demon-possessed. And you know it. And uh, that demon inside of them will uh, try to hinder God's work, and you cannot let that happen. 
You have to say, and I said it this morning, get thee behind me, Satan. You say, preacher, who were you talking to? I was talking to my wife. She is my thorn in the flesh. And she knows better. But she does not have the power to do better because she's not born again. I have other family members the same way. And you got to be honest with people and be straight up with them. If you, want, if you love them, see. That, that's love, my sweet evangelicals. My sweet Protestant Baptists. How are you doing in your second and third marriage? Because you never told the first person that God blessed you to marry the truth. You got fed up to hear, as my mom and dad used to say. I'm not fed up with my wife because I'm going to tell her the truth when it happens. I'm going to deal with it when it happens. And I told you something last night that I've never seen before and I've never said before. And I say it very humbly and I say it advisedly. I say it respectfully. God is loving. Jesus Christ is loving. Beyond what our feeble minds can imagine. He's already proven that. He has nothing to prove. And he assumes that you know he loves you. God is merciful. Jesus is merciful. God is forgiving. Jesus is forgiving. God is gracious. Jesus is gracious and full of grace towards us. But God is not nice and Jesus Christ is not nice. And I and I don't think that word is prominent in the Bible. And I'm so glad that the president and CEO of Promise Keepers has figured this out. See, love is not always nice, as we count niceness. In this day and age, in perilous time, you got the deal, man. If you love people in your family, if you love people in your church, if you love people in your community, if you love people in your nation, you must tell, be, love them enough to tell them the truth. Or, or you have no chance to save your family members or get them saved. You have no chance at saving them from themselves and uh, saving them from destroying themselves. In light of the spirit of wokeness, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, the devil. You have no chance. If you don't pray for them, if you don't love them enough to pray for them, please shut up. Don't bother me. I have the God kind of love for my wife. That's one of the reasons why. She is still here after 35 years and a few days. Where's your wife at? Where's your husband? Don't try to tell me how to run my family and your, your family is shot to hell. Please. I told you this morning that Dr. Dwight McKissick secretly told me, don't let people try to tell you how to run your marriage and your family. Y'all are still together. He told me that a woman who had been divorced and everything else and uh, would run him down talking about, you need, see, you need to treat your wife like this. You need to do this for your wife. And he frankly asked, where's your husband at? How's your marriage doing? Don't be telling me how to run my marriage and family and trying to tell me how to treat my wife like I'm not treating her right. Where, 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 what happened to your marriage? You're a busybody in people's business. You don't need to be, be concerned about that. And I'm sick and tired of those people. Their, their, life, their lives, their marriages, and their 
family life is shot to hell, and but yet they want to come and mess with me. I'm in shot to hell. I have family members been divorced for years and want to come bother me and my wife. And my wife stared them down, shocked the daylights out of them. And these woke devils still are not finished messing with us. I raised seven children by myself while my wife was in the house because she just did not rise to the occasion. She did her job, the jobs that I, I told her to do and let her do. The daily jobs, washing the dishes, emptying the trash, cleaning the bathrooms and toilets, and when the children had problems, she went and cleaned it all up. Uh, I didn't have to do any of that. And no, my daughters did not have to do any of that. You know why? Because they rose to the occasion, my oldest two daughters, and helped me raise the other children by fixing their food, making sure their food was done, and so forth and so on. Did the shopping. My daughter Danny and my daughter Danita, they started going shopping when they were uh, 13, 14, 15 years old. So when they left the house, as far as taking care of themselves and buying food at the grocery store, especially at Walmart, they went big time when they left my house and started going to Target more. It was a piece of cake to go shopping for themselves. And I know they had a lot of fun doing it. And, and a piece of cake to fix their own food. And they ate what they wanted to eat. And some of it, some some of it in the beginning was drunk, junk. But they ran across some Indian people who were vegetarians that helped save them a little bit. They've been doing that for years. It was a piece of cake, setting you know, setting up house and cooking and taking care of your house. And 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 I walked over. I went to the house one time to their apartment one time, immaculate. Immaculate. Everything was clean, neat, and, and beautiful. They gave me a key, and I went over there one time to see them. They were not there, just immaculate. Unlike their mother, who did not keep the house clean. See, I made her clean it up, but just, see, that's not the same thing. And that's love, too, sir. But I just get tired of telling my wife what to do. Nobody told you to get tired. Who told you to get tired, sir? God didn't tell you to get tired. You just, you just do your job. You be uh, the husband. And, and don't let her beat you down into your little man cave. Like a little boy. And you sit there with your mouth shut while your children go to hell under her guidance and, and her direction. No, no. If you love your wife and if you love your children, you're going to tell them the truth. And if they get grown by the grace of God and they want to go another way, that, that's, that's fine. That's their business between you and God and between them and God. You, you, you just make sure you do your part while you have them. And then God will give you peace and joy about them when they get grown. God will take care of them. Get, give them over to God. If you, once you have done your job. Now if you didn't do your job. You better worry. And you better fret. And you better pray. If you didn't do your job. And you let them have their way. Because you did not love them. See, you, see one of the reasons why I had. One of the reasons why I raised my children myself. That means I was there. I know my children very well, and, I, and they know me very well, see, and uh, because, because my wife, she would have let them do anything, no authority whatsoever, didn't rise to the occasion, no, 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 uh, uh, no rebuke, no, any, if I was not there, she would have let those children do anything, and that's a fact. So why are you saying things negative about your wife? That's not nice. I'm not trying to be nice. I am loving. I love my wife. 
We've been married for 35 years. I love her with the God kind of love. Unconditional. She does, <clears throat> let me put it this way. When she steals my cashews and lie about it, the forgiveness is already there because it's God's forgiveness. I'm dead. But she still has to apologize and acknowledge that she stole my cashews. You see, I thought you, I thought, uh, you know, couples, you, you, you have uh, everything in common and so forth and so on. Well, we don't have it like that. I would have it. I want. I would love to have it like that. If she was an honest and trustworthy, uh, unselfish woman and wife, but we don't have it like that. You can't. As soon as I turn my back to go to sleep, you can't climb across me and steal my cashew when you would have never asked for any. And you know why she never has asked for any? Because she loves stealing them. Look at me real good. That's some woke stuff, isn't it? Mm -hmm. See, wokeism is not just homosexuals or or uh, liberal politicians. The demonic spirit of wokeism has fallen upon everybody. People who claim to be Christians, people who are Christians but are not prayed up, not uh, in the Bible as they should be. It's a demonic spirit from hell that has fallen down upon everybody in, this, in these last days, these perilous days. They include the heady, arrogant, proud people, high-minded High-minded, full of pride, pharaohistic pride, which is the most dangerous, which my wife has. And she's right here. And, and see, here's, here's how God's love works through a husband or through a wife. They know you love them. My children know I love them because I don't pull any punches. I'm, I'm going to say what I need to say. The God kind of love. Unconditional agape love. Unconditional agape love. The real kind of love. And that's the love that God is talking about in the family verses in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. See, that's the kind of love you can feel. Your little love ain't about nothing. It's up and down and in and out. It's not about bad English, but it's true. It's not about nothing, man, woman. All this uh, foolish talk about romantic love and this, that, and the other. I hope you have it. I hope you have some Eros love, too. I hope you got that. I have that for my wife. All the time. I have I have a God's agape love and I have Eros love for my wife. Yes, sir. And I thank God that she's willing. I guess she has Eros love for me too. I thank God she's willing. Now, I may not have that other love that much for her as I do for my children. You say, preacher, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I am. But that's the truth. I, because my children are part of me, I love them more than I love her. That's the truth. But it would equal out because of God's love in me. It's not, I'm dead. I don't have any love in me. Danny B., listen to me. The man you're looking at, I've never had any romantic love or love for any woman like that, man. And I've never had a problem getting a woman. I've never had a problem keeping a woman. I've never had a woman to quit me. If, if there's going to be any quitting, it's going to be me. Uh, I just win, win, win every time with women folk. I, 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 and, and I understand what most men don't understand. Women are there 
to help me, a wife, a woman is there to help me do what I want to do and uh, to have and give me pleasure when I want to have some sexual pleasure. And, and, and that's her main role, to help me, to be a helpmeet. And if you women out there mad at me because you, well, I don't want to be that kind of woman. Well, you probably don't need to get married. How about that? And that, therefore, you don't need to be having sex on a regular basis. The devil is a lie. And, and listen to me. You women who are doing that, lying up in the bed with some man or between a man and his wife and all kinds of demonic foolishness like that, let me tell you something. For the woman, like the pig, I think the pig said to the egg, to the chicken, what you're offering to the breakfast is a donation. For me, is a total sacrifice. And you, you're giving it up all, you're giving up everything. You're making yourself look very foolish. See? When the men on the job tell you that you know how you go up higher, you open those legs up, girl. You have sex with me anytime I want you. And when I don't want you, don't be calling me. You make yourself look foolish. You make yourself look like a whore and a slut. And then uh, when you meet a nice guy who wants to marry you, the question is going to come up one day. This is why many people get a divorce, by the way. Oh, he may too, be too afraid to ask you before you get married. I wasn't. I asked all of the women I was dating at the same time. I was, I was dating and taking out 10 to 12 women at a time, including my wife. And I asked every last one of them, are you a virgin? You say, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, preacher. I'm not, because God wanted me to marry a virgin, even though I didn't deserve a virgin. See, you can't be in the ministry and have a woman who's been with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. You just can't. That goes all the way back to the Levitical priesthood. Okay? You got to, you got to have a woman who's not been with everybody or anybody. Because that's going to add, later on down the road, that's going to be a problem to your manhood. So I asked everybody. My wife was the only one, and, and, and listen to me, all of these women were fine. Is why most of them, ha over half of them were Jamaican. In Jamaica, man, I, I was with a fine woman down in Jamaica called, her name was Heaven. I said, oh boy, I got the right one now. And then I started seeing some Negro, uh, older-looking Negro in some of her pictures. You know how you're doing when you're talking to each other. And they bring out the album, or you see an album and you pick it up. Uh, and I said, who is this Negro? I mean, who is this man right here? Oh, that's just a friend. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Uh, did you all have a relationship? Well, kind of, sort of, you know, but I, I quit him. Did you, all, did you all have sex? Excuse me? She said it in Patois, you know, because the women down in Jamaica, when they get mad, they speak in Patois. They curse you out in Patois, too. My wife has cut me, cussed me out in Patois. She didn't think I knew what she was saying, but I had been down in Jamaica many times. In fact, I've been down in Jamaica more than she has. And I had to tell her, cool runnings. I read, man. Chill out. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. You say, preacher, uh, you preach, this is your third time preaching today. Do you ever have any fun or have any pleasure? I have way more fun and pleasure than you do. Because serving God does not get in the way of that. In fact, that's a reward from God. But I love God more than the pleasure. By the grace of God. That's, that's Him. I, I, take, I, have, I, have, I take no credit for that. That's God who put that in my heart. I'm going to do 
what God wants me to do now. I may not be perfect in it or at it, but I'm going to do first and foremost. My wife knows this. That's, that's another reason why I believe she stayed, because she knows I'm going to do what, the God, what God has told me to do. She knows that. And she knows I have never lied to her. Has she ever lied to you? Yes, she has. I just told you she did. She's, th- she's stolen behind my back while I was asleep thousands of cashews. She stole my cake out of the refrigerator and lied on the children. And yes, I did ask her. And I said, now look here. If you can lie about some cake and lie on your children and then lie to me about stealing my cashews, are you sure you're not lying about being a virgin and and uh, lying that you have never been involved with another man sexually in any way, shape, form, or fashion? And she has affirmed and swore that she's never done that and, uh, and said, you were there. When you broke my hymen, you were there. But denying the power thereof from such, you woke people, you people being tempted to be woke, turn away. You young people, turn away. If you are born again Christian, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. Perilous times, dangerous times, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do you know that there are some people who are educated uh, even with theological seminary and just as dumb as they can be. They have no wisdom. They have no knowledge. They have no discernment. They're led astray by every wind of doctrine and every little trend. And But, but, but the IQ is higher than yours. Do you know that people can have a higher IQ than you, but you can be wiser and smarter and uh, more discerning than they are? You have to lead them. Some can have a better education than you. Listen to me. I'm rebuking and leading a bunch of pastors who have some of the best education in the world. But unlike Dr. Tony Evans and myself, they have no clue as to what time it is. I told the Southern Baptist Convention, you people need to hire on Dr. Tony Evans and pay him the same kind of money you're paying these other white folks and don't make a move. Don't do anything. Do not say anything publicly unless you go through him. I don't care where you graduated from. You people don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what time it is, man. See, and it's, and, it's, and it's enough to get you a little hot that you got pastors who, with all this education, don't know what's going on. The Bible talks about that over in the Old Testament. There were men who knew the times. They knew what to do. They knew what time uh, it is, and they knew what to do in the time. That's the kind of person you need to be getting with and following and listening to. And you can tell if people know what is going on and when, when they don't. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Woke people resist the truth. Proud, stubborn, heady, high-minded, rebellious people, they resist the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They get angry at the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Hard people, people 
like that are hard to get them to understand the importance of humbling down and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and getting saved. And since it's so late tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stop it right there. If the Lord should tell is coming, I'll be back tomorrow evening sometime. Hopefully it will be earlier. But uh, that's uh, uh, if the Lord's, be the Lord's will and, and, uh, and so forth. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live and if I'm healthy enough and strong enough to go on by the grace of God, as I told you earlier, on Sunday afternoon, I'll be preaching throughout Thanksgiving week. And uh, if I live, and the Lord says the same, and I'll be preaching on Thursday. Uh, I may be preaching in another location, but I'll be preaching by the grace of God, as I always do on Thanksgiving. So, let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, thank you for showing me from your holy word how that we are living in uh, perilous times. Thank you for showing me that Second Timothy chapter three was a or is a prophecy that you gave to the apostle Paul to show us these exact times in which we live, which the world calls woke when they are not woke. They are not awake. They're dead in their trespasses and sins. Woke is a word of, of deception itself. And so, Holy Father God, help us to, for those of us who are saved and born again, Lord, help us to truly wake up. Uh, there's a passage in the book of Romans that says the same thing. And Lord, help us to touch that a little bit later. And uh, Holy Father God, wake up those who are, in, who are dead in their trespasses and sins, even tonight. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved by the power of your grace, your mercy, and your love, and by the power of your Holy Ghost, for we have no power. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Heaven or hell? If you would go to hell, you need to listen up. If you're not sure, you need to listen up. You need to understand that God says in his word that we are all sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you did not make it. I did not make it. The Pope did not make it. Uh, the Dalai Lama did not make it. The pastor of the largest church in America, Joel Osteen, did not make it. We have fallen short. The Bible also says that the wages of sin is death. That means that we are going to die and we're going to die because of our sins. Death is a punishment. It is not a continuation of life, my dear friend, as some philosophers say. It is the end of life as we know it on this earth. And, and this is a very serious matter. Three young, strong, probably already rich, men are dead 
at the University of Virginia. They are dead and gone. And they can't come back here. Four students at the University of Idaho, dead and gone. They can't come back here. Once you leave here, it is over. The wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. And if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, we will die forever in that awful place called hell. Hell will be an ongoing death. But your eternal soul cannot die. It's going to live forever in hell or in heaven. The choice is yours. For Jesus Christ said the most loving words, the most merciful words, the most gracious words, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, those are the sweetest words you'll ever hear in your life. And if you reject them, you will hear them in hell. It will be a torment to you. For in hell you will have an agonizing, tormenting memory of what could have been if you had believed in the Son of God that God sent because he loved you. To suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for your sins. He was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. And all you have to do is believe in him, trust in him, and he has made up the gap. You have fallen short, he makes up that difference. Because he is the Son of God, and if he's the Son of God, that means that he is God. God died for your sins. Now that's love for you. Now, it's a reason why he did that. You need to understand that uh, uh, he's not going to do that again. The reason why he did that is because you are on your way to a devil's hell of torment where the fire shall never be quenched. Now, that you need to understand. God is not going to die. For nothing. The Son of God is not going to die for nothing. And if he's the Son of God, he's God. All God and all man. He's not going to do that. Excuse the English. For nothing. He's doing that because you are going to hell. He does not want you to go to hell. He wants you to be saved. By the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any of the prophets, more than any of the apostles, and more than most preachers living today, for sure. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross to save you from hell, and he wants you to take advantage of it. It is my job to encourage you to do so, to persuade you to do so, to notify you, and to let you know about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is the best news you'll ever hear. Jesus Christ died for your sins. He paid your sin debt. He was buried and he rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. This is very serious, people. This is not some little cotton candy Sunday school kind of a thing which we were deceived into thinking. 
This is not a, it's not about just going to the uh, church house to get some candy and get a star that you came to Sunday school or uh, some kind of small group or, or whatever. This, no, this is serious business. This is very serious. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball, this lit ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his word, turning around on nothing like a turning top on nothing but his word. And then there are other planets and suns and moons all around giving light, hanging on nothing. If God will allow you to die from this beautiful place called earth, this will be, and if you don't get saved, this will be the only heaven you'll ever know. You hear me? And heaven is far more beautiful than this. And this is amazing to me. And what you need to understand is that if God will allow you to die, and in fact, it may be to help you to understand how important it is for you to get saved by believing in Jesus Christ, it may be the reason why God said it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. That if you get a hold of that, then you'll understand the importance of dying without Jesus Christ, or rather uh, dying by believing in Jesus Christ to avoid going to hell. Because if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, never to return, never get a second chance, then he will allow you to go to hell if that's your choice. Forever. That's how bad sin and violating God's law is. No, 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 don't say that. I don't see why, I don't believe that God would send his creation to hell. God is not sending anybody to hell. I just told you that the Son of God, and if he's the Son of God, he's God. That's what the Jews understood. That's why they accused him of blasphemy. Because he was making himself to be God. They understood that. I just told you the Son of God died for you, was buried and rose on the third day. He's not sending anybody to hell. He died for you not to go to hell. And all you have to do is believe in him and trust in him. Call on his name. For the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. And so, dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, church membership will not save you. Serving in the church will not save you because you don't have enough time. Giving money to the church will not save you because you don't have enough money. Working in the church, singing, dancing, shouting will not save your soul. Only believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in him, depending upon him, calling upon him. In fact, let's do that right now. Follow me in the sinner's prayer if you want to. God is not going to make you. And I can't make you. It's up to you. Let's pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase after phrase, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by lusting, by coveting, by uh, dishonoring my parents and disobeying my parents.
and dishonoring you by taking your holy name in vain and lying on you to cover myself. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power, by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, If you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight based upon his word, and you called upon his name based upon his word, that means that you are saved because God said so. Jesus Christ said so. And God cannot lie. And Jesus Christ cannot lie. You say, well, preacher, how can you confidently say that I'm going to heaven because if you did what Jesus Christ told you to do, I believe the word of God. I have 100% confidence in the word of God. And so, congratulations on getting saved, doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you believed in him and you call upon his name in sincerity, you're on your way to heaven and not to hell anymore. And so I congratulate you on doing that. Now to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com. That's our evangelistic site. You can go to Gospel Light House of Prayer. That's our church site. Just type it into Google and uh, get your free book. Download it immediately. I want you to have it immediately. I'm not going to... That's why we don't have it set up where we have to send it to you. I want you to download it immediately so that you can start reading tonight, wherever you might be, or in the morning, wherever you might be. And uh, that little book is titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just entered in. And all you have to do now is read this book. And this book will help you to grow in the faith and become the strong Christian uh, disciple that God wants you to be. Because it is based upon the Word of God. And it's going to tell you to read the Bible. It's going to tell you to pray. It's going to tell you to join a local church, Bible-believing church, and so forth. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray with you and for you because you're going to need that. And also, uh, to grow even further, we have thousands of podcasts dealing with nearly 50 different subjects. Type in Gospel Light podcast, Gospel Light Society podcast, and uh, or Daniel White the Third podcast, and I'm teaching on multiple subjects, church history. I highly recommend it. Apologetics. I highly recommend it. This will help your faith. But uh, some of the m- most important ones are our devotional podcasts. 
the prayer motivator devotional, the prayer motivator minute, uh, the scripture in the sense, uh, evening and morning, the treasury of David, the reading of the Holy Scriptures in the chronological Bible and in the, if you will, uh, the regular Bible. It's all there for you. If you don't feel like getting up and reading the Bible, you can, for yourself, you can just cut that podcast on and, and one is already complete. The chronological Bible is ongoing. And you can go thereby. Are you on your way to work, on your way home, on a long trip? You can listen to the podcast in your car. And you will receive one of the greatest education uh, experiences uh, out there today regarding uh, theology, the study of God. In fact, we have a podcast called The Study of God. So, dear friend, do that. And uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And by the grace of God, I'll be here tomorrow night. And uh, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live. And until then, make sure you pray without ceasing. Pray always. And read the word of God for yourself. And remember the motto of the Marines. Simplify. Always faithful. Be always faithful to God. And God will shine upon you. And then the motto of the Air Force boys. Semper Supra. Always above. God bless you dear friends. Until next time. As the music plays.